That can only signal one thing here on LOL Radio. It is time for us to investigate the weird wide world. And uh, it is getting oh so very close to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival Roadshow here in Colac. Yes, one of the best and biggest and brightest comedy events of the year. And speaking of biggest and bestest and brightest, on the phone we have Guy Montgomery. Good evening to you, sir. And good evening to you. Uh, such flattery, I'm not worthy. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm tipping my hat to you in a hotel room in Bendigo right now. Oh, fabulous, because uh, you're jumping on the roadshow bandwagon. Uh, you've literally just touched down in Australia. That is correct. Uh, I just got here, and I um, I failed. I didn't fail to pack. I ran into some tr- trouble vis-a-vis uh, clean underpants. They're currently being held in a hostage situation in a front loader washer dryer in my flat in Auckland, <laughs> New Zealand. Um, I mean, it's nothing short of a crisis. I hit Uniqlo in Melbourne this morning and dropped ninety dollars. Wow! I really completely reupholstered my underwear uh, wardrobe. Can you imagine? <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Drast- drastic times calls for drastic measures. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's a very rare opportunity. And when I was, uh, you know, you got to make the best of a bad situation, don't you? <laughs> you do. <laughs> But it's, it's usually you're phasing them out, aren't you? You've got sort of three new pairs and the others come old. But to, to do a page one rewrite, it was very exciting time. Quite expensive, <laughs> quite exciting. So I do the thing of I just I buy like five pairs at once and then wait for them to become like there's literally nothing until I've only got like two pairs left. Then I have to go and buy five more. Then I just chuck them all out. I like, see. Yeah. I'm usually rocking a system where I've got three pairs where I'm like those are those are like. A grade. I'd wear those above my jeans line so people yeah. I'm wearing good underpants. Yep. Yeah. And then I've got like six, which like they're functional. They do the job. But uh, I mean, it's, they're dated. It's not a good look. And then I've got like three, which are like, well, I'm really scraping the bottom of the barrel. But I mean, I'm currently staring down the barrel of eight pairs of absolute stonking underpants and I couldn't be happier. Wow, that sounds good. <laughs> you, you got a, a full roadshow ahead of you, so... Uh... <laughs> That's right. I'm here for three weeks, so I will have to still do two loads of washing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, for, for our listeners who can uh, definitely pick up on your accent, you are a native New Zealander? That's right. I'm not like you. <laughs> yeah. You wanna, you, you're from across the pond. Um, but uh, you've uh, had quite a uh, an amazing career over in uh, New Zealand. Bring it over last year, um, I believe, for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival for the first time. Is that true? Uh, or you come a, out a bit before then? I did a split bill last year with my friend Rose. Mm-hmm. Rose Benefeo is a very funny New Zealand comedian who lives in London now. And then this year we both bought solo shows over, yep. uh, for which we were both subsequently nominated and lost Best Newcomer. <laughs> well, at least you both, you were, they, th- they thought to nominate you at least, I guess. Well, I was, I was very flattered. I mean, yeah. that was um, a triumph. Obviously winning is the real triumph, but I, that was a triumph in itself. I was over the moon. Yeah, but uh, people would probably most know your voice from your podcast, The Worst Idea of All Time. That is correct. Now, uh, by name alone, <laughs> um, yeah. it, it, is, it is an incredible podcast. Um, would, you like, would you like to talk people through where maybe the idea came from and uh, uh, what it's yeah. all about? Gladly. It's sort of, it is a bit of a tragedy that the podcast precedes me because it's like, I've been working at stand-up for so much longer, but... It's, it's um, the podcast that you're going to be remembered for? Yeah, it's the, po- the podcast is more successful than anything else I've done. Yeah. Uh, so the worst idea of all time is myself and another New Zealand comedian friend, Tim Bat. Pretty much, we wanted a creative outlet together because we thought we had good chemistry. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and podcasting was, had the lowest barrier to trade. Yep, yep. And the idea we created uh, subsequently was a movie review podcast 
like a bad movie review podcast, wherein the movie never changes. So yep. we spent a year of our adult lives watching and reviewing the 2013 Adam Sandler third Grown Ups 2. So every <laughs> week for a year. Absolute classic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've seen it 52 times. And since then, we did a season two. But, but that, as, as you say, that's the thing. It's not just reviewing it each week. You you did actually watch it again every week to review it. But it's very important for the integrity of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> That we, you know, that we are, we've got rules around the viewing as well, like it's a no phone zone. Every week you've got to meet the movie on its terms. And it's sort of, I think the reason it became popular is because it went beyond just a bad movie review podcast and became sort of this mental unraveling to <laughs> yeah. seemingly normal people. Yeah. Uh, and I credit that to the fact that we would watch the movie. And when you're sort of made to engage with the same thing over and over, your brain does quite interesting things where it sort of starts latching onto anything which isn't the main body of the film. Yeah. Uh, and so what winds up happening is you build this bizarro world, which is like all of the extras and all the bit part players in a movie. So if you can imagine any movie you've seen, all of those extras and people you would never think about watching the movie once, they become the body of the action and the real reason that this stuff's happening around them. It's really weird. Yeah. So over the 52 viewings, did the movie get any better? Uh, I'm glad you asked that. It's a great question. Very well put. And in short, no. <laughs> but... It would like it, what would happen is you we wound up treating the the movie like a play. Yep. And so while obviously the movie was unchanging every week because it was recorded and yep. it was on the you know it was like there was no no thing you could do to change a finished movie. Yeah. Uh, we'd look at it as different actors would put in different performances each week. So one week you'd watch it and be like, wow, Chris Rock really brought it this week, huh? <laughs> and the next week you'd be down on Chris Rock. You'd be like, oh, Chris Rock was just fucking phoning it in last week I'm sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as good as the week before yeah yeah from there so you had your, your full year of uh, grown ups too uh, why, why stop there <laughs> well <laughs> the original concept of the podcast is we would watch and review grown ups too until we couldn't do it anymore and then within three weeks we realised that we should put some parameters on that pretty quick yeah <laughs> uh, but we didn't entirely release ourselves from our self-imposed torture chamber. We then uh, did the same experiment with Six in the City too. Yep. Yeah, not, not even the original. Yeah. No. The final yeah, It's always got to be the sequel. Are you finding that the sequels are just never as good oh. as the first ones? It's, sort of, it's just coincidental, really. But the thing is, it's, sort of, it's quite good in fertile territory because often they'll reference things that have happened in the movie before and without any context. We've never seen any of the other movies. It sort of leaves quite a lot of questions, and it also leads you to the point where you're like, well, maybe all of the jokes that are failing in the second movie are just perfectly executed punchlines to set up from the first movie, and we're just watching it wrong. Yeah, that's it. Um, we've, we've since been proven wrong on that theory, having watched both Sex and Super 1 and Grown Up 1, but it was nice to entertain. Uh, so we're, we're doing it one more time. We're in our third and final season. We've just kicked off. Uh, and we're watching, not a sequel this time, we're watching We Are Your Friends, which is a movie where Zac Efron tries to become a DJ in yeah. L.A. Classy stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Classy men. So it's, it's one of those things, I think, that you can, because it's not a sequel, and, there, and there, it probably isn't going to be a sequel, <laughs> you can almost dream up what happens afterwards and what happened before. Like, you can make your own prequels and sequels in your head. Oh, undoubtedly. I mean, the thing is, we've... And we've, it was such a slow burn for our fan base. Like, it's such a dumb idea. And for the first 25 weeks when we were doing Grown Ups 2, no one was listening. We were just toiling away in obscurity. But the mantra was always, if you watch Grown Ups 2 enough times, it will become interesting. <laughs> uh, and so accordingly, the buy-in from people who actually like it, like, they're so on our level because it's so unlikely that anyone would listen to it in the first place that we are 
sort of encouraged to go to these far-flung places. So sequels and prequels and everything in between, like it's, there's really no limits on what you can talk about with it, so long as it's tied to the world of the movie. It's a really good time. Do you do that thing where you've watched it so many times that you start to just think about it every time you go to bed and you just have dreams about the movie? <laughs> uh, no, that's only happened to me with three things in my life. <laughs> uh, Minesweeper. I used to, when I shut my eyes, see the expert level of Minesweeper when I was trying to beat it for the first time. Yep. We've um, all been there. <laughs> yeah. Solitaire. Spider Solitaire, the hardest one of those. And then also uh, Madden. But the thing, the movie, it kind of, it does kind of take over occasionally and that we have to plan our weeks around it and we've both got quite a lot of other stuff. Like, we're doing better for ourselves now than we were when we started. We yep. had quite a lot of free time and it's quite like, to have to say no to going to a friend's wedding, you know, <laughs> it's like, I'll look, I'll, or like, you know, just even a weekend away, it's like, look, yeah, I'd really love to come away for Easter weekend, but it's the only day that... Yeah, I've, um, got, to wa- I've got to watch Grown Ups too. <laughs> yeah, and it, like, you know, friends are originally quite, they're, they're tickled and accommodating towards this excuse, but eventually they're just like, you've got to sort out your priorities. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but on the, life. on the plus side, if there's something you really don't want to go to, you'd be like, oh, I can't, I'm watching Grown Ups too that night. Yeah. And there's, yeah, and there's some level of understanding from people that, well, it sounds ridiculous and it is goddamn stupid, but it is in some way his job, so we'll let him off this time. <laughs> yeah. So you're about to embark on the uh, Melbourne International Comedy Festival Roadshow. How is that going to uh, affect the podcast? Well, Tim's got a little studio back in Auckland, but I've got a sort of um, travelling set. So yeah. I've got a USB with Where Are Your Friends on it. I've got a microphone and a recorder in my bag, and I'll just have to watch it alone <laughs> in various different uh, backwater Australian counties or cities. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more depressing doing it by yourself. It loses purpose. But, <laughs> you know, the, the, the show must go on. That's it. Well, we're very much looking forward to uh, your good self coming along this coming weekend to Copac uh, here in Colac to share a great lineup of uh, comedy we've had uh, becky lucas ivana ristagueta tommy tommy dean last yep. week and uh, kevin copinieri's uh, mc for the night so yeah. uh, we're, we're very much looking forward to uh, having you along i'm so excited to be doing the road show i can't wait um and like i love small towns i'm like i love seeing this is an opportunity to see parts of australia that i wouldn't otherwise get to see so i'm really excited to come into town that's it. So, some of the highlights that we've had chatting with the others is uh, Tommy Dean is master of board games. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I drove with him from Melbourne to that. All his bloody talk. Becky Lucas is queen of Twitter, so uh, be on the lookout mm. for that. Uh, Ivan will probably be uh, stopping off at every Bunnings for a sausage. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, you, uh, do you have any quirks that you'll be bringing to the pack? Uh, other than, other other than, than <laughs> you're watching the same movie, yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it sort of depends on Tim, but I was about to make some sort of far-fetched promise that I will watch We Are Your Friends in Colac, and <laughs> Colac will become part of the worst idea of all-time legacy. If you run out of time, you can always have it set up on a portable DVD player <laughs> on stage while you're doing your stand-up thing. Yeah, then, yeah oh, I'm sure. <laughs> to a, just, you know. I'm sure my employers will absolutely love that. <laughs> Gambit. It'll be avant-garde, and you know people would love it. So. Very Andy Cal. Yeah. yeah, and worst comes to worst, of course, you can invite uh, all the other guys in to uh, to check out the movie with you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's it. Well, thank you so much for uh, having a chat tonight, guy. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. I'll see you uh, all on Saturday.